Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 19, What Comes After Debt Free. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Hello, everybody. This voice is Jen. This one's Jill. We are your frugal friends when all of your other friends are spending money on fancy beer that they don't even like. We're here hanging out with you in your car while you are driving to your side hustle. <laughs> yes. And we are so stoked to be with you today. And it's a really, really special episode, especially for me. Super special. I love celebrating and I love having things to celebrate. Yeah, it's uh, Travis and I's one-year debt-free anniversary. And we wanted to celebrate by kind of reminiscing on what it felt like to be debt-free and then also some of the struggles that we went through after we paid off our debt because that is definitely a place you will get to. Even if it feels like you won't get there, you will definitely get there uh, and we are going to help make that transition a little easier. But first, let's get into some sponsors. So first up, you've heard it before, Podcast Crafter. Whether you're starting from scratch or need to free up your time, Podcast Crafter offers a suite of services for personal and business podcasts, including branding, custom soundtracks, full episode production, and publishing. Visit podcastcrafter.com to schedule your free one-on-one consultation. That was very, very professional, Jill. Thank you. Much I try like- to be profesh. Yeah, much like our next sponsor, we were thinking about (laughs) reaching out to Dave Ramsey to get sponsorship, but then we were like, nah, we could do better. So this episode is brought to you by Gazelles, the animal. You know you have to be intense like a gazelle when you're running away from a cheetah, but if you Google gazelle, not only will you find the electronics reselling website, you'll see pictures of gazelles running around, jumping up and down even sitting down. So just remember, you may run fast like a gazelle, but don't forget, gazelles sit down too. Whoa. Boom. You're welcome. (laughs) Do they sleep? They sleep. I saw a picture of one hugging a cheetah. I'm sure it was hugging it and also doing things that we can't talk about on a non-explicit podcast. Oh my goodness. Why were you looking up pictures of gazelles? For for episode research, <laughs> Jill, yes. that's good. Because I'm really dedicated to this. You spend your time well. Thank you. And I didn't just want to take you all down memory, memory lane uh, for my debt-free anniversary. Uh, so I found some articles from the interwebs that help with the things that we struggled with after we finished paying off our debt on August 31st, 2017. And I'm sure you've heard me talk about it before, but 10 days, 11 days after we paid off our debt, a tree fell on our house from Hurricane Irma. So we had a rough start to our debt freedom. There were were trees and branches uh, scattered along our path. Uh, 
figuratively and literally. And uh, a few of the things that we struggled with that I wish we had set beforehand uh, is long-term goals. And so the first uh, the first article that we're going to get into is from Good Moneying, and it's how to prioritize your financial goals. Uh, this or that, what to choose first. Yeah, I liked this article. I, it had a lot of really good content in it. One of the things that stood out to me, well, it has some really good links to a episode we did recently where we talked about our why for frugality. And this one took it a step farther to say that when you're defining your why, you need to see whether you are looking at extrinsic or intrinsic motivations for your why. Are you wanting to have a a nice brand new kitchen because that's what's expected in your neighborhood? Or is that something you actually really want because you cook a lot and your kitchen isn't functional right now, just as an example? Um, So that that was helpful for me to kind of, in narrowing down as defining our whys and figuring out our reasons for frugality and wanting to be debt-free, that was helpful for me to think through, like, what are my motivations? Are they external? Are they outside of myself? Like people telling me what I should be doing? Or are they coming from within myself and things that I genuinely want or would serve a purpose for me? Yeah. And Definitely when he goes into know the what ifs, that is exactly what we did not plan for. So we planned (laughs) for the things like we wanted to update our backyard. We want to save up to replace our car. Uh, But we did not plan for a long-term things and then also what ifs. And uh, he has a chart in this article that I have been obsessed with. And it uh, he says, after knowing the whys and what ifs, Uh, you divide your goals into four parts. And his four parts are emergencies, liabilities, desires, and responsibilities. And Jill, I thought this, we picked this article before uh, I even knew like what was going on in your life. Yeah. (laughs) But I felt like this really, the topic of this article just really dovetailed supernaturally into Mm -hmm. what's going on in your own life right Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So to fill in everyone else and you a little bit, in case you don't know the different details, but this past week I was in the hospital a ton, pretty much every day of this past week from Friday to Friday. Ooh, and this episode is fun for me because we're actually recording on a Frugal Friends Friday. I don't know if we've ever done that before. Yeah, no, we haven't. That was a side tangent. Anyhow, I was in the hospital every single day with two different people. One was a good friend of mine who went into premature labor and gave birth to a 25-week-old sweet little baby girl who's in the NICU right now. Um, But I was able to sit with her actually through the C-section. Uh, I was the the person who was able to get there and be her her support through that. So I was with her through the C-section, spent the night with her in the hospital. And then a day after that, my dad was in a motorcycle accident and rushed to that hospital, which was an hour and a half away from the other hospital I was in, um, to be with my family, to be with him right after he was in the accident. So he was in ICU for a few days. I spent the night with him one night. Uh, So it's just been an absolute whirlwind of suffering really, but Mm -hmm. scheduling too, everything had to be put on hold. I I mean, I was telling you before we started recording, I think I maybe answered two emails (laughs) like in this entire (laughs) week, but at the same time, I'm so thankful that I have that flexibility. My frugal life, uh, I'm not debt-free yet, but we do live very frugally, which allows me to have this flexibility. And the types of jobs that I have chosen Mm -hmm. are also very flexible. Um, 
And so I, throughout this whole time, I was so grateful that, oh my word, I don't have a boss that I need to call right now and try and get time off or have them not understand what I'm going through and, you know, be making me come into work or be needing to be on my phone constantly, even though I'm in the hospital and I'm trying to support the people that I love and care for. And that's not everybody's situation. Some people do have to work 40 hours a week and, and that's just going to be the case. But for me personally, I was very grateful for what my situation has provided me and the flexibility that I could be there for those people when other people couldn't. There were other people who were like, I'm at my job right now. I can't make it to the hospital because so-and-so just went into labor. Like, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there this evening. What can I do? And I'm grateful for them. But I'm also very, very appreciative of my situation and what it's afforded me. Yeah. That's the first place my mind went to because that's, that's really the freedom that we're all striving for. I mean, mm-hmm. we use an emergency fund to kind of plan for these emergencies that essentially you can't plan for. Uh, but spending time with people who are in the hospital is stuff that your emergency fund can't necessarily cover. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're working towards now is that flexibility to where we can say, you know, if we have a child and we want to stay home with it, we can. Or if we have somebody who needs help and we need to take an unpaid day off, we can do that. That's fine. Um, or if there's a change in like our employers and we don't like the new management, then we have the freedom to say, I can leave and go find something else. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to put myself through that torture. Uh, Yeah. It puts a value on time, not just on money. Money does have value. And we talk about budgeting and and all of these different things and that's important. But I think I'm also recognizing how important my time is to me and how much I can give and receive by having flexibility and my time, which is closely linked to money, right? Like we we only have the time to give if we have the money to sustain Mm -hmm. us to have that time. So, but I'm just noticing so much more value in that as well. Yeah, definitely. With this chart, when I first looked at it, I was like, this is a weird budgeting chart. (laughs) And then it clicked. (laughs) I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't for budgeting. We are specifically talking about what to do with money once we are debt free and how do we prioritize those things where where do we want to put our time and our money and that really helped me to partition out to see it i'm a very visual mm-hmm. person and to see oh here are the big rocks the big things that we want to identify and define in our lives first it really helped to categorize these different areas. And so we're not just talking money. We're not just talking emergency fund, budget for emergencies so you can pay for your broken arm. We're also talking about uh, budgeting to free up our time to be present in emergencies. We're talking about freeing up our time and our money to go on vacations with family. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a really good chart to look at for me just to think through, Okay, now that now that there's money to to be spent, where do we want to put that, and what are our priorities? And that's going to be different for every person. Um, yeah. Liabilities or yeah. desires may take a higher uh, precedence than emergencies may, or responsibilities may be more of a priority than your desires. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I love that this chart is actually a circle. It's not mm. a list or a graph uh, because once. So when you're paying off debt, you're so laser focused on this one goal and then you achieve this one goal and then you think, oh, let me be laser focused on the next. That's kind Mm. of where we went. We, We discovered financial independence and early retirement and we saw it as a really challenging goal. So I immediately latched onto it and then realized that the early retirement that a lot of people talk about is unattainable for me because <laughs> I don't have a super high income. Yeah. And and then I was really left wondering like, well, now what? Mm. And I realized there are, after debt freedom, a lot of responsibilities that just aren't, they're not a list priority. They really are 
uh, all the same priority. And when you have a bunch of different goals that kind of take the same level of uh, priority that aren't that singular focus, like I'm obsessed with the book, The One Thing by Gary Mm. Keller, Um, but you can't necessarily have one thing uh, at you know, the point in your life when you're debt free, you have to invest, you have to be saving for certain things. And then you also have to be saving for desires like taking vacations uh, or you have to be putting mm-hmm. extra to your mortgage. Whatever your goals are, you're doing all these things simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So I loved that this chart was a circle so that nothing like they're not telling you what to prioritize. Mm-hmm. I think that this article opened my eyes to how much wiser and diversified you need to become once you get debt free. It's like debt free is this big lofty goal that I think a lot of people just in the general population would think that's incredible. You're debt free. But then once you get there, it's like, no, that's a baby step. I mean, not, not, <laughs> not to diminish that. It is an excellent goal and we all mm-hmm. should, should seek to not have debt weighing us down. But I think that I'm realizing, especially even in reading this article about what to do with money after you're debt free, that it's like, okay, now is when the rubber meets the road. You've really got to use your brain here and think mm-hmm. through where do I want to put my money? And it's a lot of times going to be like you said, simultaneously working on different goals. It's not that laser focus anymore. Now it's, okay, I want to pay for my kids' weddings, their college, my own retirement, vacation. I want to do more investing. I want to give. I want to free up my own time. And so mm-hmm. now what? How, how do I even go about tackling those things? What comes first? And I think that this, this helps. So I would direct anybody to this article if you're starting to think, think that through um, and use this visual to get all, all of that in order and kind of know and plan out what your next steps are because it could be multiple things at once. It should be multiple things at once. Yeah. I think for a lot of us who have paid off debt or um, will pay off debt, like we've, we used the baby steps from Dave Ramsey and, mm-hmm. and we were so committed and uh, gazelle intense, if you will, <laughs> that the baby steps after paying off debt like weren't enough for us. Mm. We needed something more. And so we really had a tough time figuring out what that more was going to be. And we just had to sit down and we went to an all-you-can-eat buffet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We brought a blank sheet of paper and, and we just wrote down, you know, brain dumped. And those, I mean, most of those goals have since changed. It's something that you have to revisit annually, at least. I mean, we did that right before we became debt-free. And, you know, then two weeks later, it literally changed. So (laughs) how how many times a year you have to do it can depend on natural disasters. So the all-you-can-eat buffet wasn't your ultimate, like we've reached our why. Our why was we wanted to go to the buffet. It was just... The buffet was where you had your meeting? (laughs) The buffet was where we had our our goals meeting. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Good. And we hadn't we hadn't had one before. So it was we had had these budget meetings. We were so used to having budget meetings, and there was no question where everything went at the end of the budget. It went to debt. Mm -hmm. And so we had this first goals meeting and we had a really hard time thinking big. So that's why we had to do like the brain dump and the all-you-can-eat buffet so they wouldn't kick us out. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you had a hard time thinking big? Where was your mind going initially? Our our mind was conditioned to think, um, since we don't have kids, we're not thinking about college, but like Mm. 15% to investing and throwing more more at the mortgage. Mm. Uh, But the more I read into it, the more I wanted to focus I still want to pay extra on our mortgage, but I wanted to do more than 15% in investments. Mm. And I wanted to explore that more. And then also like things like fixing up our house, going on vacations. Uh, We just had to kind of grapple with what's the advice we've been told that we want to keep and what are the things that we want to Mm. do differently? Because Mm. 
because it's different for everyone. Just like I say budgeting, like, I mean, everybody is different. So everyone's going to budget differently. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going to do like post-debt freedom differently. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not speaking to, you know, 500 radio station like listeners and a million downloads. So we yeah. can have a pretty lenient view on what your financial choices should be. <laughs> How long after debt freedom did you guys have your all-you-can-eat buffet but uh, goal meeting? So we had our, our that was a few days actually before we became debt-free uh, that we had that meeting. Oh, wow. We, Good for you. I'm a planner. You know me. <laughs> I don't like to go into anything without a plan. Yeah. And even if that plan gets torn to shambles, I still like to make it. <laughs> but great. it was hard to know what what, what was going to go on that plan. Mm-hmm. Where um, are you at with it now? How do you feel you guys are doing with setting these long-term goals and tackling multiple things? Well, yeah, now we have some more concrete goals. Uh, right now, I have been obsessed with RV living. I mm. would really like to get to a place where I don't have to work full time. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about this a little more in the next article. But I think what I've settled on for now, and it changes. It change. I say you should have goal meetings like once a year. My goals change once a month. <laughs> uh, so they are most recently. Um, we would like to have a hundred thousand dollars in our retirement accounts before we leave those 401k options. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's including our HSA and our IRAs. So just like all combined, we'd like mm-hmm. to have that. And then we, once we have it, we don't necessarily want to like go as hard as, and as fast with it. Um, I think time will grow those accounts for us. Uh, you're obsessed with RV living. Are you thinking about living in an RV? Yeah, I mean, not forever, but I mean, we're renovating this RV not to live in, but to resell. And it's because I love the idea of maybe taking a sabbatical Mm. and visiting all the really cool national parks. And I've even mapped it out what I would do uh, in a year on the road. And you already have done that. How do you have time for this? Looking up gazelle pictures and mapping out where you want to visit in America. What in the world? I never stopped. (laughs) Apparently, you are you are a gazelle. We should just post a picture (laughs) of you. If somebody takes a picture of a gazelle and photoshops my face (laughs) on it, I I will send you. I will mail you something, a gift. You have to post it in the Frugal Friends community group on Facebook, though. <laughs> Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash group and Photoshop my face on a gazelle and I will send you something. <laughs> uh, will it be a good something? We might want to clarify. <laughs> I, I mean, I might send you like a $5 Starbucks gift card. Ooh, or, ooh. or yeah, if I you might, don't drink coffee, maybe I might something be else. in this game. <laughs> okay. Jill, yeah, if you do it, I will get you a gift card as well. But I'll let I'll let yeah. one of our listeners do it. We'll we'll see what they can come up with. Yeah, they somebody in that group has to do Photoshop because there are some hilarious people in there. Yeah, definitely. That or they'll make a GIF of of me running as a gazelle. <laughs> oh, that'd be even better. It's got to be a better gift that you send them if they do a. I max out at five dollars, Jill. I'm still on a budget. <laughs> No. I'm just saying. I only have $5 in my gift card budget. <laughs> and it's going to a listener who slaps Jen's face on a gazelle. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then we slap that on a bumper sticker. I will. And put it on no one's one car. <laughs> I'm going to put it on something. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. 
Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. Anyways, so I was talking about the like financial independence and kind of how we want to take a sabbatical. And so that really leads nicely into our second article. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it's from Financial Panther, uh, who is a friend of mine from my early blogging days. And his article is called The Dream of Barista Fire. So if anybody, um, I forget what blog this originated from. And I'm sorry, uh, whoever (laughs) coined it, that I'm forgetting you. Uh, But this concept of barista fire. So fire is financial independence, retire early is that you don't essentially like make enough money to live off your dividends in your investments because normally that's for high income earners that can do that like really quickly and then retire at 30 and uh, write blogs and get famous. (laughs) But Barista Fire is a more attainable uh, mm-hmm. financial independence. It's, a, it's essentially more financial independence than it is retiring early. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's essentially, you can like quit your job and become a barista if that's what you really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, just doing something that makes you happy, that's low stress. Uh, Kevin talks about, he worked at a small public golf course uh, when he was younger and it was his favorite job. And now he's a lawyer and he would really love to work at that golf course again. And so that's (laughs) where he's headed on his financial independence journey. I like that he shared that personal story first about his love of that, one of his very first jobs. It got me thinking back to, yeah, a time when there was work that I really enjoyed or just simple tasks that were fulfilling Mm-hmm. Do you have, do, like, if you were to look back on your various careers, even back to high school, do you have a job that you really enjoyed? I, oh, my first job. I worked at a movie theater Ooh. and there was nothing to do in town except see movies. So I got this job at the movie theater so I could see them for free. And I loved it. I started at the concession stand where I just like shoveled popcorn. <laughs> shoveled? Uh, was it, is it really a shovel? It was a small shovel um, <laughs> the resembling a scoop. And then I found out that the people that clean the theater actually have the cushiest job because all they do is sweep up popcorn and they get to stand in the back of the theater and watch movies if there's nothing else to do. Wow. Yeah. And they get to watch the ending like the special end scene in every movie that has one because they have to be there when the credits roll. Right. So I switched to that job and <laughs> it was super cushy. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Did you have one, Jill? That's amazing. Yeah, a couple. I mean, bosses always tended to ruin it for me, but as far as the <laughs> job went, the actual tasks, uh, I worked at this small town bakery Um as like a cashier, but I would also sometimes make the cider donuts and decorate the cookies and make the cute signs to put out next to all the baked goods and wrap up the breads and interact with customers. And I just really enjoyed it because people who came in there, they were happy. They loved the products. And I just loved working in a bakery and eating all of the cider donuts that didn't turn out perfectly. (laughs) 
That sounds like a dream. <laughs> yeah. I love I love cider donuts. They are so good. Like fresh I is love the donuts. best. That's almost the only way you can eat them is when they are still warm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I worked at not worked, but I volunteered at a hospital and the Krispy Kreme guy uh would bring out the old Krispy Kremes when he's bringing the new ones. And so we would get to have them. Ooh. And yeah, those were still good. Yeah. Krispy Kreme is amazing. It, uh, that is that is a melt-in-your-mouth kind of tasty treat. When we visited mm-hmm. you, we drove like 45 minutes out of our way just to go to a Krispy Kreme. We really don't have them around us. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that you did that. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Impressive. Don't worry. We filled up your gas tank. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. No problem. And And just something else you can do if you are not beholden to an office, you can go whenever you want and get your Krispy Kremes. Or you can work (laughs) at a Krispy Kreme. See? Um, All the flexibility. So much. And another thing I loved about uh, Kevin's article is that he also has a chart. Clearly, we're very visual and we love anything with a chart or graph. <laughs> yes, pictures. And yes. He uh, talks about how if you don't uh, reach traditional financial independence through your investments and you just stop short and do a side hustle, he calculated the value to your nest egg that a side hustle is. So... He starts at $1,000. So if you were just to work and make $1,000 in one year, that is $25,000 less that you need to have in your nest egg to be financially independent. How crazy is that? That is crazy. What is he, how many years is he basing that off of? Like if you're making $1,000 extra to your side hustle, that's where I was kind of. So he's basing it off of the um, 4% rule. Okay. So people people will say like if you have whatever is in um whatever your kind of like monthly or yearly budget is um you multiply that by four no, 25 um and then you have what you need to have in your um retirement accounts okay to retire and live just off of um, 4% of it. And that's 4% in the first year. Like I'm not going to get into withdrawal rate rules, but essentially if you want to live off $40,000 a year, you need to have a million dollars in investments mm-hmm. and we're at like 22,000. So that's not going to happen for us anytime <laughs> soon. Anytime and, soon. Yeah. And so he's saying the more money you bring in in a side hustle or part-time job, the less you need to have in that investment account. Mm -hmm. Um, And also the more frugal you are, the less you have to um, Mm -hmm. have in your nest egg. So like Mm -hmm. if you wanted to live um, on less than 40,000, you wouldn't need a million dollars in your nest Mm -hmm. egg. And so if you can live frugally and only require 30 grand a year um, Mm -hmm. and then you still, and you have a side hustle as well, that Mm -hmm. just keeps lowering the amount you need to Mm -hmm. be financially independent. His chart goes all the way up to, if you're making an extra $15,000 a year, then that's $375,000 less you need uh, to be financially independent. That's great. I really liked this approach, the barista fire. So his Mm -hmm. own take on... Yeah, being financially independent, I think it's much more attainable and probably much more something that we'd even want to do. So I know people, after they retire, they they take on some job, you know, Home Depot, Starbucks, whatever it is, just because they want to keep busy. So sometimes we may find ourselves doing this anyhow, even if we don't necessarily need the money in the future. Uh, but I like the idea to say, hey, I've I've saved up enough money or I live um, 
frugally enough that now I don't need to be making all of this money at this full-time job. Now, all that I really need to bring in is what a coffee shop will pay me. Plus, mm-hmm. some you know those places that I listed off, Starbucks and Home Depot, will offer um, health benefits. Mm-hmm. Also, and so that's something to think about too, is could could this job that doesn't pay very much offer you other things that could be of value, like the health benefits, the flexibility, or something that you just enjoy doing. Sometimes those mundane tasks or those interactions with customers that are just more enjoyable because you're serving them their coffee in the morning. <laughs> and yeah. Then yeah. you have the flexibility to do that. I'm probably going to get a ton of uh, baristas being like, that is not my job. I get angry yeah. people in the morning. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. So maybe it doesn't have to be Starbucks. Maybe it's something else. Exactly. The point is that you can do something that's more enjoyable or just take a year off. You don't have to essentially, I mean, you don't have to retire early and then be permanently retired. Mm -hmm. You can take a sabbatical. Uh, I know Jillian over at uh, MontanaMoneyAdventures.com, she refers to them as mini retirements. Mm. And and they just take like little um, kind of extended almost vacations, if you will, and and then they go back to doing work. And so it's just, it's whenever they want to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, that's the goal for us now. I'm trying yeah. to build uh, passive income in order to travel the country and yeah, be financially independent. Yeah. I think this article also helped me to have value for jobs that just bring in even a little bit of money, seeing that chart and the value of even making $1,000, an extra $1,000 that you weren't expecting to make or wouldn't have made at your job in one year, what that can do for you long-term. I think sometimes I will turn things down just because I'm like, well, but normally I could make 30 to $40 an hour with these other things that I do. So why would I go do something for $8 an hour? But even in reading what um, he says in this Financial Panther article, he's a lawyer and has worked some very high-end jobs, but still delivers food to people on bike whenever he can. Part of that is because he he likes it. it. Yeah. And he said, people make fun of me. They're like, you could be making so much more money in your, (laughs) in your time. And he does do other things with his time. That's not, he hasn't like gone solely to bike delivery. But I think that that helped me to see there is value in that. If I'm already, if I already want to go on a bike ride on a sunny day, I might as well figure out how I can make money with it. If I, and for me, if I already enjoy organizing or cleaning as kind of a therapeutic, like get rid of stress kind of a thing, then I might as well find a friend in the area who wants to pay me to clean for her. Just, and yes, I'm not going to make a ton of money, but to have value for that. I think that that was helpful to put it, put it back in on the playing field of this is, this is still worthwhile. And it doesn't have to be a shot to our ego or our pride of, well, this is what I could make. This is what I am worth. Look, if you can put your hands to it and it's going to give you a little bit of money to put some gas in your car, then do it. Also, not to mention the fact that variety can offer so much benefit to us, just emotionally, maybe even sometimes physically. I love that my work is both therapy and construction work and now bartending sometimes. Which I don't know. I don't know about the ethics on that one, but I I do like I think the bartending variety. Is counseling. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping people from drinking too much, and I'm keeping the underagers from enjoying too soon. Yeah, and you're keeping the people that have drank too much uh, from doing anything stupid. Exactly. Stupider. <laughs> More stupid. Yeah. Yes. I loved also this chart is not just like how much you'd have to make um, after financial independence to shave this much off your nest egg, but I can also see once you are into investing Mm -hmm. and you are done with your side hustles from paying off debt, because we quit most of ours, 
once you're there and you find a way just to make like an extra $1,000 in a year, that can potentially add $25,000 to your long-term nest egg. Mm. Or if you cut your spending by $1,000 per year, uh, that's essentially $25,000 less that you need in your long-term nest egg. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. if If you just think about it that way, like no frugality won't get like make you rich. It won't make you financially independent, but it can lower the amount you need to become financially independent mm-hmm. and get you there quicker that mm-hmm. way. It's so there's there's no limit on income potential, but there is a limit on how much you can cut. But cutting as much as possible all the unnecessary stuff will get you to your goals faster. Like there's no argument there. Yeah, I think that was a good way of summarizing it. Well, it might be time. It might be that time of the week. Now that we've summarized everything and we've made our bumper stickers, why not? It's the Bill of the Week! That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hello, ladies. So my name's Amia and I have a Bill of the Week for you. I just paid off my first student loan of many, but still, it was a big bill that got paid. So there you go. There's my Bill of the Week. Bye. Congratulations, Amia. That's so cool. Oh, that is so exciting. Like chipping away one step at a time. Thanks for sharing that with us because I think that hearing stories like that keeps us encouraged to keep going and you are going to get there and I'm excited. You should call us back and give us another bill of the week when it's all oh done. Gosh, yes. Ooh. Or even when you pay off another one. Yeah, Every the next time one. You pay one Every off, time. Please. Give us a call. <laughs> yeah. And I know like... It's so cool to have those little student loans within a bigger student loan. Like that's what I had. And it was easier to see that progress when I could kind of Mm. snowball it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I talked to a lot of people that don't have that. Like they've refinanced and they've gotten a better rate, which is awesome. But also breaking it up into like snowball sized chunks, like starting Mm -hmm. with like a $2,000 chunk and then moving up like $500 or $1,000 every chunk. Um, and celebrating after you do each chunk Ooh. is also really a really good way uh, to make your own snowball. Yeah. So any way to celebrate. <laughs> yes. Um, and if you do that and you pay off a chunk, please let us know. Uh, give us your bill of the week mm-hmm. at com slash bill. Uh, we have a speak pipe now so you can leave your bill directly on the website. It's the easiest thing you've ever done. A paid bill is the best bill. Put that on a coffee mug. A paid bill is the best bill. Put it on a bumper sticker maybe. (laughs) Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Nerd Wallet, finance smarter. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Since we are talking about goals today, we asked our community what their money goals are for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to chat about those for a little bit. So it was cool to hear what everybody else in our Facebook community was doing and then be able to share some of mine as well. So for us, our goal, our money goal for August, so this is smaller term, right now we have three vehicles, which doesn't really make sense because there's only two of us. So we have decided (laughs) to sell two of the cars and then consolidate that to one car. So the things that we like about both of those cars, we're going to try to get in one car. Um, So we're going to sell my small SUV and Eric's truck and try to find still a small SUV that has some sort of towing capacity. Um, So we're looking at some Jeep Grand Cherokees right now. So if anybody has one that they want to sell us, definitely. (laughs) I will send you a gift if you want to sell me (laughs) your vehicle. In the form of cash (laughs) for your vehicle. In the form of, exactly. I know know you, Jill. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to get more out of me than just money for your vehicle, but that's nice, right? Uh, yeah. And I'm I'm hoping. I mean, this is this is probably a pipe dream, but I'm hoping that we make money off of the sale of the cars more than what we will spend on the new car. Mm. I don't know. I'll keep you posted. I don't let's, know if that'll happen. Know. <laughs> yeah, keep us updated. Exactly. Um, my August goal was just to stay under budget for the RV. Mm. And we have, I've talked about this before, I have a hard time spending money on things that I need. Like things just sit in my Amazon cart for weeks when I should have bought them weeks ago. <laughs> and I don't know why. I, I'm i not like a compulsive online spender mm-hmm. and sometimes that's like does a disservice. So I'm finally, I did like a $130 Amazon purchase and... I was really proud of myself for buying those things. Wow. So I think we'll definitely stay under budget. Mm-hmm. But I know there's going to be things that we haven't anticipated that even though like RV things are smaller and cheaper, doesn't necessarily make them less expensive. Right. Which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get through it and mm-hmm. hopefully buy everything in August because we're going to... um When... This releases, we will have already gone to Seattle for a little vacation, Ooh. a much-needed vacation. Nice. Yeah. You were able to weave that one in into August. That's great. Yes. It was a very last-minute trip, but we used travel rewards points. So we paid uh, $22.20 for the round-trip flights and hotel stay. Love those travel points. Yes. Uh, that's that's the thing. That's where Dave Ramsey and I we we go our <laughs> separate ways. We he his, they're not going to make you rich, <laughs> but they will help you go uh, take a long weekend yeah. in Seattle. Yeah, this this gazelle uses credit card points. She's running across the country. <laughs> yeah, I really liked in our Facebook group. Emily posted about she had a lot of goals, and it was just really. Really impressive. She wants to drastically reduce their food budget by eating out way less, saving up extra emergency money for next month when she will temporarily bring in lower income and pay extra on student loans. So that is three things all in one. Way to go, Emily. Yes. And Emily's been doing this a while, so she can have separate goals while paying off debt because mm-hmm. I know her. But, um, Yeah, sometimes you have to have these separate goals just to come up with like the end result of one goal, (laughs) which I also learned uh, not quickly. 
on our debt-free journey. It took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah. But it's kind of like when you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to make all these. So I see a lot of people try to lose weight and pay off their debt at the same time. And I'm like, how? <laughs> um, but <laughs> how is that possible? Right. Like, it, like I, it's too much all at once. Okay. So some people do it because just eating at home is enough for them. But then others get overwhelmed and quit everything. And mm-hmm. so I think you just have to know which person you are. Are you carrying a few extra pounds because you just eat out too much? <laughs> or do you just like really need to focus on one or the other right now? And sometimes you do need to focus on your health before your debt. Uh, but you just have to decide which is right for you. <laughs> but uh, if you're a go-getter, then do it all at once. Then do it all at once like Emily. I also liked uh, this one from Amber. She's a Disney vacation planner in her spare time. Mm, um, yeah. And she uh, she says, uh, I'm a Disney vacation planner in my spare time, and we are having an agent get together in a few months. So my August goal is to save at least half of the trip as well as bulk up our regular savings account. I love Disney on the DL. <laughs> not like a Disney how, how often do you get to go there as a Florida resident? Is it as often as we would expect on the outside looking in? Jill, guess how many times a year I go to Disney? Just like throw out a guess. See, like I would guess that it, it's like zero because you never actually visit the places that you live near. Like that's how it works in the rest of the world. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. you also talk about like Disney on the weekends. So I'm like, I don't know. what What is she doing? She's either never going there or she's going there every weekend. <laughs> um, I would go, I'll go like once a year. That's so that's closer to the never. Okay, that is closer than never. But I actually still had a frugal fail. Oh, uh, I'm really ashamed to admit this. We all and have them. Dish. I haven't told Travis no. yet. So this is you need to tell uh, him frugal before Friends this podcast exclusive. I can't. I've already started. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. I in February bought a three day Disney pass, thinking I'll go three times, and that was in February. And last week I checked on the status of the pass and it had expired. It expired at the end of June and I didn't realize it. So I paid for two days at Disney that I did not get to use. Oh no. And I bought it because I, because it was a deal and and I didn't plan appropriately. And so it was a fail. You're going to have to hide this episode from him. What's your plan now? Now it's in the episode. It's coming out August 31st. You've got a couple of weeks. The plan is to not to go to fess Disney. up. <laughs> Listen, we've all been there. I'm not Travis. shaming you. I have made my fair share of frugal fails. I am just concerned for you when you when your husband finds out. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he did not have a pass, so it didn't matter to him. He did. He wasn't going to go mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Uh, could anybody else have used it or it was only you who could have used it? I think it was only me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes me feel less bad. Yeah. But still bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But thank you for your vulnerability and your honesty. Thank you. And your transparency. You. What other words can I use? What other buzzwords are there? You don't need to use any more words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Well, we are in the midst of our first Frugal Friends Book Club Month. You know that all of August, we have been running a drawing for a copy of Kate Flanders' book, The Year of Less. And since it's the end of the month, we are going to be doing the drawing tonight. We're giving away uh, one book for every five reviews left. And the way you can enter is by leaving us a review and a rating and screenshotting it and sending it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And so, so many of you have. We've loved reading the reviews that have come in um, and you still have time to do that. But if for some reason you're reading or you're listening to this on September 1st, 
you are still eligible because we're moving on to our next book. And so for September, we're giving away uh, the new revamped version of Your Money or Your Life. And that goes really well with what we were talking about today with our time being more valuable than our money. Mm. And this is just like a really good book. It's really dense. So I recommend it on audiobook if you can. Mm. Uh, and it's it's talking about um, like using units of joy instead of like dollars to measure like your worth. Mm. So it's it's really good. And we'll again be giving away one copy for every five reviews uh, that we receive. So definitely head over to whatever podcast player you're listening to this on, except for Spotify, because they don't have reviews yet. I don't know by the time you're listening to this podcast. Maybe they will. And we'll be, maybe they will. Um, and leave us a review and send it over to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Um, and while we're giving away your money or your life, we will be reading the Year of Last by Kate Flanders. And we'll be talking about that in the Frugal Friends community group on Facebook. Uh, and then also on some of our September episodes. Uh, her book is an amazing ode to uh, how she became so involved with minimalism. And she's just a fantastic person. And um, I can't wait for you guys to get to know her through her book. She's fantastic. That's exciting. So if yeah. you, yeah, if you can't get a review in by tonight. We're going to announce the winners uh, tonight and email people tomorrow. Definitely keep doing it so you can get our next book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a great way to dive even deeper into frugality and be inspired by other people and just grow in all aspects mm -hmm. of life. I think reading is a good thing. We grow that way. Yep. Uh, but speaking of reviews, here is an excellent one. If you're unsure of how to leave a review, <laughs> what to even say, go with something along these lines. So this one, I don't know who left this review. They left their name as Best Fire Podcast Hands Down. And if you would recall from this episode, FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. Um, love that acronym. So they say, mm -hmm. great new podcast. I love FI, financial independence, related content, and it's very limited. These gals have jumped in and given us an entirely new view and perspective. They convey a very serious message in a relaxed and fun way. I need more frugal friends. Well, we oh. can be your frugal friends. Just tell yes. us your name. Just let us know <laughs> who you are and we're your friends. Yeah, we we just have like one requirement is that we need to know your first name. Uh, we don't even know, need to know your last name. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Who cares? We, we're not going to try and steal your info or like get your social security number. Like, no, nah, like we're not going to do that. So just give us your first name. Yeah. All right. And you can do that in the Frugal Friends Podcast Facebook group at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash group. We have a lot of gifts. Um, we do a Welcome Wednesday every week where we welcome new members and we raise a toast um, by ourselves, not in the group together. But it is an excuse to have a beverage and toast your new frugal friends because like I said at the beginning of the episode, when all your friends just want to go out and spend money at the newest fancy coffee bar and you can't tell the difference between Starbucks roast and Folgers, then you need frugal friends. <laughs> yeah. It really is becoming quite the community. I'm really enjoying, I feel like I have friends. I know that there can be debate on whether or not you're really connecting with people when you're online. Well, I now know where I stand on that argument because I feel very connected and like I have friends, people to commiserate with, people who are excited when I'm excited, people to be excited with. And... Mm -hmm attain goals together. It's been really cool. Like far yeah. more than I expected out of a Facebook group for sure. Exactly. We feel like we're a Facebook group with a podcast. If that <laughs> yes. lets you know Somehow how much fun we have it's in the podcast. Become in the group. that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we hope to see you over there uh, throughout the week. And if we don't, we'll be in your earbuds next week. Until then, 
Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.